Hello and welcome to HipCast, the podcast here to improve hip fracture care. The Australian and New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land we live and work on and pay our respect to Elders past, present and emerging. So welcome everybody to our Australian New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry mini lecture series. I'm Jackie Close, I'm one of the co-chairs of the registry. And with me today is Chris Paul. So Chris Paul's a geriatrician. He works up in Prince Charles in Queensland. Um, And the reason Chris is presenting is because Prince Charles is one of those exemplar sites that we like to highlight and hopefully learn from in terms of how they're managing secondary fracture prevention. So, So welcome, Chris. Thanks, Jackie. Quality Statement 6 is minimising risk of another fracture. So we know that uh, one in three hip fracture patients will refracture at one year. Uh, there's a large body of evidence to support uh, secondary fracture prevention through treatment of bone health and falls prevention strategies to reduce falls fractures. Which models of care can significantly reduce the risk of further fractures, pain, suffering, hospitalisation? So they include systematic identification of at-risk patients, investigation of risk factors for future falls and fractures and individualised treatment plans for falls prevention and treatment of osteoporosis. So the approach is, is, cost, is cost effective. I'll first start with the good news in terms of the ANZHFR data. So in Australia and New Zealand, uh, 72% in Australia and 76% uh, of all patients receive specialised falls assessment. Uh, so this includes... Uh, suitably trained health professional to cover falls history, risk factor for falls, including uh, medication reviews and formulation of plan to prevent further falls. It is also recognised that a specialist falls assessment is not always possible in the acute hospitalisation period. Turning to the not-so-good news, so from the 2020 ANZHFR report, we know that 27% of patients were on active treatment for osteoporosis at discharge from hospital. Uh, and 26% of hospitals routinely provide individualised written information on the prevention of future falls and fractures. And so the majority of patients admitted uh, with a hip fracture were not on any form of pharmacological treatment for bone health prior to their fracture. Uh, this is despite evidence demonstrating that up to 50% of these people will have already sustained a minimal trauma fracture and fracture prevention services effective in reducing subsequent fractures. In Australia and New Zealand, approximately 61% of patients were not on any medication to protect their bones prior to hospitalisation, and only 9% were on an antiresorptive or teriparatide. And this proportion suggests a significant ongoing care gap in secondary fracture prevention in both countries and a care gap that has been resilient to change over the five years of reporting. When patients are admitted to hospital for their hip fracture, does this improve? You would hope that it would, given that we're in an orthopaedic or orthogeriatric setting with medical input. However, in Australia, only 25% of patients left hospital on a bisphosphonate, denosumab or teriparatide, compared to 9% on admission. So whilst there's an improvement, there's still a significant fracture gap and these patients with some subsequent risk for future fractures. Now there is incredible heterogeneity in some of the better hospitals. Thankfully we are one here at Prince Charles which up to 65% of patients are on some form of annual resorptive treatment. 
uh, whereas in a lot of hospitals it's under 10 or even 20%. How do we do in terms of state of origin? Uh, well, South Australia and Queensland are the leaders with 46% and 38% of patients discharged on anti-resort tubes or teriparatide. Unfortunately, the biggest states, New South Wales and Victoria, uh, are lagging with New South Wales at 20% and Victoria at 16%. Now, since the ANZHFR has been instituted, uh, there have been a number of increasing uh, in services uh, for post-fracture um, review. So fracture liaison service, access to falls and osteoporosis clinics, access to falls and bone health clinic and even orthopaedic clinic is listed here. And this has improved significantly over the period of time to up to you know, 40% of patients on fracture liaison services or falls clinics. And so you would hope that this would increase bone protection uh, rates. So where are we in terms of bone protection at 120 days? Uh, so in Australia and New Zealand, in Australia, about 38% of patients uh, are on bone protection at 120 days, even though uh, only a, a minority of uh, uh, sites are on, uh, have follow-up for these cases, whereas in New Zealand it's about 45%. How do we compare internationally? Well, in the UK it's approximately 55% on the National Hip Fracture Database, which has been instituted for over 10 years, and in Spain we're sort of equivalent between 15 and 36%. Other registries report access to bone protection as opposed to actual hard data in terms of medication. What about medications on discharge? So initially in 2015-16 when the ANZ to HFR showed de-identified hospitalisations, our rates were very poor on discharge, even though we are a, a shared care model with geriatric input, geriatric medicine input. Once the ANZ to HFR de-identified hospitals, this was a rude shock uh, to our site. And so we looked at strategies to try and improve osteoporosis medication on discharge. So we improved from 15% to 30% to now over 65%. And does this stay, uh, does, does bone protection medication remain on uh, at 120 days with follow-up? Uh, yes, they tend to uh, stay protected depending on the type of medication that's been uh, administered. Just turning to our local unit, it was a, it's a shared care model uh, established in 2010 that services the Metro North Hospital Health Service in Brisbane. It covers approximately a million patients, uh, a million residents, sorry. We have three to 400 hip fracture admissions per year. And in our hospital itself, there is no fracture liaison service uh, nor an osteoporosis clinic within the hospital. Uh, there is one at the Royal Brisbane Women's Hospital, which is 10 kilometres down the road. So how do we improve strategies uh, to improve bone protection medication? Well, it was quite simple. Uh, it, we developed a collaborative with the pharmacists uh, who were involved in this project to improve simple clinical handover. Uh, so not only was it in terms of uh, osteoporosis management on, on discharge, but also VTE, prophylaxis and opioid reducing plan. So when patients were discharged from our acute unit or moved to, uh, moved to subacute services, rehabilitation, GEM unit, uh, transitional care or return back to the nursing home, uh, this management plan uh, was instituted. 
And it was simple prompting of the junior medical staff on, on discharge uh, in terms of osteoporosis management uh, where that led to increased uh, medication discharges. Traditionally, uh, what have been the barriers to secondary fracture prevention? Well, essentially, it was residential aged care. Uh, patients have a deep practitioners had a deep prescribing of you, and osteoporosis medication is one of the first medications that was thought was uh, non-essential. But increasing enough, uh, patients in residential care are living longer, and if life expectancy is greater than six months or 12, uh, or 12 months, then they should be prescribed osteoporosis medications. Uh, there's been a lack of knowledge in terms of benefit versus risk. There are at times patients with severe dementia that are not able to take oral medications and also the presumed potential perceived risk of osteonecrosis of the jaw or atypical femoral fracture, which are less than initially feared. Back in 2012, the refractures cost $223 million. I suspect this has increased significantly over the past decade, but hip fractures refractures of hip fractures were about 4,000 patients almost, costing about $104 million. So this is a simple initiative that aims to try and reduce fracture. So in conclusion, bone protection medication rates are low across the Australian New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry as shown by the data. I think hospital identification was an instigator here at Prince Charles Hospital to try and increase rates uh, of bone protection medication. So I think it's important to collaborate with uh, multidisciplinary colleagues in order to try and make this happen on the ground level. Uh, as geriatricians, we're always keen on bone protection medications, but I think sometimes it's not uh, filtered down to the resident uh, level. Fractal liaison services and osteoporosis clinics where uh, present are beneficial, but in the absence of these services, I think simple measures in terms of clinical handover are important. Hopefully the electronic medical uh, record and discharge summary as well as my health record will improve this. But I think what's been shown that if, if medications are not initiated within the acute hospital setting, then they're less likely to be initiated in the general practitioner setting. So I'd like to acknowledge uh, Elizabeth Armstrong from the slides in terms of the Australian Institute of Fracture Registry in terms of bone protection rates. I'd like to acknowledge our pharmacists involved in the project, Erin Dunn, Richard Belitho, Prue Bryan and Rachel Cathcart, and the, uh, my fellow geriatricians and rehabilitations of Prince Charles Hospital that instituted this project. Great. Thanks very much, Chris. Um, a number of questions. So patients with bad dentition. Now, of course, bad dentition means different things to different people. Um, do you wait for formal dental reviews before starting anti-resorptives? Uh, not routinely. Uh, certainly patients with very poor dentition uh, uh, they should be considered for pre-dental review. But as the data shows, uh, the rates of osteonecrosis of the jaw are very low. Most of the rates of osteonecrosis of the jaw are for patients on higher dose uh, uh, bisphosphonates or IV bisphosphonates uh, on, for oncology doses as opposed to bone protection. Yes, I think we do more harm by putting it off and waiting a dental review. and then Exactly, they don't get initiated, I think. Correct, That's yeah, right. absolutely. Another question, if a patient has a hip fracture when they're already on bisphosphonates, what are the, what are the next options for refracture prevention? Well, secondary prevention is, is a problem. I'm, I'm not an osteoporosis expert, but certainly uh, there is uh, certainly vitamin D 
should be checked to make sure that vitamin D levels are appropriate. Uh, they're on, uh, they have supplemental calcium that's appropriate. Uh, and they could be considered for changing to something like tenusumab uh, or prolia. Uh, I know the uh, romasuzumab has just been initiated, but uh, that has severe restrictions. So at this stage, I think we would consider changing to a subcutaneous uh, uh, administration of denusumab. Thanks. Uh, last question. Um, what do you think are the main barriers to hip fracture patients being prescribed bone protection medication in hospital? I think a lot of the, uh, the barriers are concerns, for instance, like dental assessments, concerns of atypical femoral fractures. Thankfully, I think our orthopaedic colleagues are not as concerned as they used to be. Um, but also, I think in terms of, as I previous slide, the concern that these patients are, uh, have a poor quality of life or they've got deep prescribing issues or simply that it's just missed in the uh, acuity of these patients and their pending discharge, uh, that it's, it's missed, or in terms of timing of uh, administration of medications. And I think that's why subcutaneous administration will last for six months as opposed to oral therapy where patients are often not compliant or adhering. Chris, thank you very much and congratulations to Prince Charles on being an exemplar um, side. I hope many of you have taken away some uh, ideas as to what you might do locally to, to increase your rate of uh, treatment for osteoporosis. Mm -hmm.